Can you feel this? And I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay for all the things they can be. Which is a great parallel to all our wonderful listeners who stick with us. <laughs> An appropriate yes. big virtual podcast hug for you all. Thank you all four of you. <laughs> so in a, in a desperate bid to improve our flatlining ratings, Sam has rescinded hosting duties to me, your hosting defibrillator, Kahu. Welcome. And if you prefer your new host, please let us know. If not, well, I'm a big boy and can handle it, and I'll crawl back to co-host status. <laughs> so joining me today in his demoted co-host role is Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Kahu. How are you? I'm fantastic. And I also have with me the other half of April 2018's most anticipated celebrity wedding, Stacey. Hi, Stacey. Hi. I'm loving this <laughs> new hosting style, Kahu. Today we're looking at the latest Steven Spielberg movie, the 80s pop culture and video game fest that is ready player one stacy would you like to read the plot i'd love to so when the creator of a virtual reality world called the oasis dies he releases a video in which he challenges all oasis users to find his easter egg which will give the finder his fortune all the more appropriate as we're just heading through easter yes uh so imdb has this movie at 8.1 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes has this at 80 percent jesus Metacritic has it as uh, 64%. Uh, so, Sam, what would you give this out of a nice round score of 10,000? 7,197. It was a good movie. It wasn't great. It was bored by three very awesome set pieces. I'm going to go slightly higher than you, Sam, with 7,432. You're often higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give this, uh, I think about 6,600 out of 10,000. Kind of didn't have a whole lot of expectations and thought it could have been executed a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So if we head into our first question, which is our compliment sandwich, name one thing good, one thing bad, and a last thing good. I've already mentioned it. There's three amazing set pieces, in particular one around The Shining that happens halfway through the movie that... I think if you're a Shining fan, you're either going to love it or absolutely be like, guy, that guy's completely ruined one of my most favorite movies of all time. But for me, it hit well. The car chase scene with King Kong and the T-Rex and everything was amazing. As far as the thing I didn't enjoy, I just felt like the character development was non-existent. Mm. There was little to grab onto in terms of these characters so much and like the love interest supposedly got really forced halfway through where he barely know each other and he's telling her he loves her i was just like what the hell is going on here and final good thing uh ben mendelson's villain i he had all opportunities to be this hammy-fisted overacting villain or just too dark and mysterious and what's going on but he walked the line between the two of them he's a great villain yeah yeah okay so the good thing it was fun and easy to understand for (laughs) non-sci-fi people (laughs) easier to understand in terms of the plot it was really spelled out clearly to you and so right from the word go i walked into this movie knowing nothing so i really needed that the bad thing was it was way too long I got really uncomfortable in my seat and needed to shimmy around a little bit <laughs> to get to get my bum cheeks come back to life. <laughs> uh, listeners, you guys might not know this about Stacey, but when Stacey goes to a movie, she starts off as a great 
And as the movie goes on, she turns into a raisin. And in terms of her body contorting into different shapes. And this movie, by the end, she was full raisin. She was full, full raisin. I could sense it in her. Just imagine sucking in yourself through your bum cheeks. That's what Stacey's body starts doing. Oh, gross. Nobody wants to imagine that. Shriveling up like a... Is it, so the, is this yeah, still a bad thing? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is a bad thing. Okay. Made it even worse. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> yeah, a terrible thing. And the final good thing is I just thought it was really, I've said it in my first thing, but it was fun having all <laughs> those millions and billions of pop culture references that you didn't even notice were happening, but you're like, oh yeah, I've seen that. I know them. Who's that? What's going on? It yeah, was really yeah, poppy in terms of that. That was cool. It's a fun, long fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> uh, I really like the commentary on modern life. Uh, the <laughs> dichotomy of everybody living in the stacks, which is uh, mm. like rambling multi-level trailer parks. The fact they've given up on trying to solve their problems, they're just trying to outlive them. Yeah, yeah, that's I right. Yeah. I was like, yep, that's our job. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the comparison between that and the experience of everybody being so alone as reality and reality as they always are in the virtual world. This has kind of been my bugbear in movies for a while, but this is yet another movie where the baddies just have terrible security. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> a totally different movie, but we covered this in Baywatch as well. Um, but <laughs> I thought we were never going to talk about that one again, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So IOI, which is kind of the big baddie corporation, um, have the secure location, but it's totally lax. Um, Artemis walks into Sorrento's office, no like passcode or <laughs> lock or anything. Yeah. But also on that, on the flip side, uh, I turned this into a good thing, which I liked how Sorrento kept his password on a post-it right, <laughs> right next to his pod. I thought that was a really, really um, kind of cheeky take on older people keeping up with new technology. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just cool. anyone in general. There are just way too many passwords. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorrento's just like, had enough of this. I'm just going to put post-its everywhere. But my, even still, it's like, you, you get it if it's like EY6CQVCX, which was actually my very first password for um, email back when I was like 15 or 16 years old. Don't know how what? I remember. EY6CQVCX was like the password that the, you know, the internet company gave us. Oh. I somehow have that memorized. But his password is... B O dollar sign dollar sign M A N sixty nine is Bossman sixty nine. How do you forget that? <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Bad you if you forget that. Either. But you know what? I think it was like it had a double meaning. It was like it was written in pen on a piece of paper, which is something from reality. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah, not yeah, much yeah. in this route movie from reality. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose it does go a way to show how disjointed he is from the Oasis. Mm. Like he wants to own it, but he doesn't really care for it. All he sees in it is dollar money, his dollar mm. signs and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't really get it. He doesn't get it, doesn't get all the references or anything like mm. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. FYI, listeners, if you are listening to Sam's password closely, <laughs> that's the key to horny tower moody teenager at hotmail.com. <laughs> 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 Pretty much is. The very long email address. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you probably remember the password easier than that. Uh, so for our second question, what character would you not want dating your mother? I'm going to go with Halliday. My mum needs some emotional connection and I think that guy's just a, I don't know. <laughs> he's just a robot, that man. He's got more personality when he becomes Anorak in the game than he does when he's a human in the real world. <laughs> yeah. That's the idea of Oasis, isn't it? 
Yeah, it does. Larger you can be life. anything you wanted to be and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fine. But my mum hates video games and I don't think she's going to want to date a guy that's that obsessed with video games. I wouldn't like my mum to date Irock because he's a human skull for his body. Oh, for his chest. True. <laughs> but he does have 10 years worth of shit. That's true. <laughs> yeah, even, even more reason. It would have been interesting to see what Irock was in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a was, guy with bad neck problems. He was one of the only characters that we didn't see the real life mm. version of. Yeah. Was he only virtual character? It's like they, you know they were going to show the 300-pound dude in a basement somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like they talk about in the movie, and then they were like, if we show that, we're probably going to alienate our entire audience. They're going to be like, oh, that's me. I don't want <laughs> don't take the piss out of me, movie. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Ko? Who do you not want dating your mum? I, I mean, Sorrento's the obvious answer, but Parzival's aunt's partner. Um, yes. He was, yellow, he was, oh, he yeah, was a complete yeah. scumbag. He was <laughs> stealing people's crap and put all their house money into the oasis and lost it all. Beating um, up his step-nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, spoiler alert, he got zeroed out in real life. So. <laughs> he yes, did. he got what com- was coming to him. He's played by the wonderful Chris Finch from the original UK version of The Office. Oh. Ralph Anderson, he's popped oh, up in... Oh, Finchy. Yeah, Finchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's just awesome as that weirdo character. I actually quite like him as an actor. He's popped up in Game of Thrones. He's, he's been in that one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time called The Witch. Is he the guy from Bridesmaids? No, that's... Um, <laughs> we just, is it Chris O'Dowd? Yeah, Chris O'Dowd, yeah. yeah. Oh, they look IT very squad, similar. Yeah. Just apparently both making weird faces. <laughs> okay, then. Right, moving right along. Okay, okay, team. We're currently experiencing, experiencing technical difficulties. I am, back I am permanently experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, changing things up from ice cream this week because we've run out of flavours. What flavour pizza is this movie? It's Hawaiian. Oh, that's a good pick. I was trying to think of the most 80s pizza ever, and yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Mm. I'm going with cheese, because when you're gaming, you really don't need all those little bits of pepperoni and sausage falling out everywhere. <laughs> Jerry, cheese yeah, kind yeah. of sticks together. Uh, I went with Supreme, because there's a ton of shit thrown into it, but I don't like Supreme. I do like me a Supreme <laughs> yeah, pizza. Really? Oh, okay, for me, with this, a recent <laughs> thing. this is me, this is obviously a personal thing, but I think there's like a ton of shit thrown on Supreme. And they haven't really picked a flavour and ran with it. They've sort of just put everything together and like, hey, look at this. This looks cool. And then you're so distracted by it that you're like, well, that was kind of. Yeah, I moved on to Supreme from the eight meats pizza because I just found that was just way too much meat. Yeah, it was way too much mystery meat. You can never get enough meat, (laughs) Kohu. Eight kinds of meat. (laughs) Too much meat is never enough, (laughs) Kohu. Not what she said. Um, how long would you survive in this movie's world? If we're talking about the Oasis, look, I'm a bit of a gamer geek. I reckon I'd last a while. I reckon I'd do well for myself. Yeah, I'd I'd probably be a sad sack and stay away from Planet Doom. Oh, um, that just looks like that just looks like you. the Killing Fields. Yeah, too scary. Um, so probably quite a long time in the virtual world. In the real world, I'm not so sure. I think I'd lose my shit if I lived in the stacks. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, those people. I mean, the Oasis just represents another another mode of addiction. So, yeah. mm, I totally mm. agree, Kahu. I wouldn't last very long at all. I'd be out of the stacks as fast as possible. You can't tell me that the entire planet Earth is like the stacks now. There's got to be yeah, the some parts yeah. that 
aren't as bad. Yeah, well, you'd think so, yeah, because they must get food from somewhere. Well, I'm basically aiming for a single-level stack house in that case. I don't want to be in a multi-level stack. <laughs> so, <laughs> so straight been, to the trailer parks for you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, been yeah. moving to the country. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the answer to Auckland's housing shortage. <laughs> True. Yeah. So what character in this movie clearly needs to get late? There's a lot of them, isn't there? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, you're going with Parzival? Yep, because he's so eager to give up his first name and declare love to someone in the real world. He clearly needs to. So Wade, I mean Wade, so not, yeah, not necessarily his character, but in real life. I think he's more clearly desperate to get laid than needs to, but yeah, that's both. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, by that token, I'm going with Halliday. The guy had one chance at a date once. Man, if I died a virgin. (laughs) Pretty much anybody stuck in the loyalty centre really doesn't look like you get a lot of free time there. (laughs) True. So what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this movie? It's not very deep, but I want to know how those kids are so good at memorising things. So there's a um, a magic magic spell that you have to know to uh, either start or stop the orb of Osservox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at you, good on you. Oh, <laughs> and so what's her name? Artemis, or no, in, it was in real life actually. So Samantha read the, the spell in completely different language to what she speaks, yeah. memorised it, and then recited it later on. Right. So, so your deep philosophical debate is how are kids yeah. smart? No, how the hell do you instantly remember things you've read once that are completely foreign to you? Welcome to the world of computer nerds, babe. This is what we like. (laughs) My deep philosophical debate that arose in me is, does Steven Spielberg still have an amazing film left in him? There's so many awesome, amazing films in Steven Spielberg's filmography. But at the same time, there's so many films like this that you're like, oh yeah, that's right, he did that. Are we going to see another Steven Spielberg movie that's just... A classic, like yep. a bona fide. People are going to be watching this 50 years from now and go, how could some guy be this good? Mm. Yeah. Mm, good question. Uh, my deep philosophical debate was, how many virtual worlds must a virtual man walk into before you can call <laughs> <Right>. him a man? <laughs> <laughs> no. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Actually, the thought that did cross my mind during the big battle sequence in this movie is that even in a virtual world, all people are looking for is purpose. When Parzival, like yells out his Independence Day rallying cry yeah, yeah. And, and everybody comes onto the battlefield to help him out. With Not going quietly into the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so my philosophical question is, is finding your purpose in a virtual world an adequate substitution for being directionless in the real world? Or by this stage, are they just one and the same? That's deep, bro. Yeah, that's really deep. Because in Parcival's case, his purpose and achievement in the virtual world translates into the real world. Yeah, know? yeah. He, so yeah, for him, people yes. people go and help him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But for others where it doesn't translate, you're some amazing person in the virtual world that doesn't translate. Even the really interesting, amazing, successful people in the real world, like Lady Gaga, for example. Who? She- <laughs> <laughs> Knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so would she bother to go out and do that in the real wor- world if a virtual world existed or does she have to pursue her you know putting out her talent into the world through the virtual world from now on you're not going to have stadium concert in the stacks oh so you're saying that what's the skill's name gady lala like she'd do virtual concerts rather than real concerts is that what you're saying yeah but what i'm saying is it's not a level playing field anymore 
Mm -hmm. Because people with no talent could potentially do the same thing. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It would just be whoever has the most, like, crazy or engaging avatar. Yeah. So it would turn... Which is kind of what YouTube's sitting into is the most bizarre people are the ones (laughs) making millions on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would actually turn the virtual world into this really bizarre, twisted and sick version of reality when reality is extremely bizarre and twisted, particularly if you're living in those conditions. Mm-hmm. I've got no idea what we're talking about. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to have to have like a second layer of virtual in the virtual world. Sounds just like like Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) Is this real life? This film is the bastard offspring of a dirty love affair between which two films? I would have been surprised if you guys had got this as well, but there's The Matrix. Plugging into this virtual world and having everything happen around you as a simulated environment. That's the obvious answer. The second one for me is the Lego movie. You might be like, huh, the Lego movie, but the Lego movie contains a shit ton of famous characters. And this movie also contains a shit ton of famous characters. But the similarities don't stop there. And the Lego movie, Emmett is this relatively useless, inept with other people, um, antisocial kind of guy who meets Wildstyle, and Wildstyle is like this amazing, awesome chick that everybody loves and thinks is awesome. And that's the same as this movie. (laughs) Artemis is this amazing chick who everyone thinks is awesome, and Parsifal is just, meh, whatever. But socially inept (laughs) and no one cares about him. My two films are The Edge of Tomorrow and The Never Ending Story. (laughs) The Gunters basically do the same thing every day, trying to find the keys, and like The Never Ending Story, this movie never ends. (laughs) <laughs> That's, That's a good so one, Kahu. That does make a lot of sense. So my two movies are The Hunger Games and Lego Batman. Why are those two films, Stacey? Well, they're in a game. Right. <laughs> Basically, and Lego Batman because lots of pop culture references and superheroes. True. Yeah, cool. Makes sense. Yeah. It's really got me thinking with the whole thing at the end where they call themselves the high five, the five main characters, and they take over the Oasis, which is cool for them, but makes no difference to everybody else in the Oasis. But now they have to take two days off, which they have to scum around in the stacks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Instead of escaping their shitty real life and going back to the Oasis. They've kind of gone out of their way to ruin people's lives, eh? (laughs) All good for Wade and Samantha. They get their swanky new apartment. and Half a trillion dollars. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Probably having massive riots and brawls and setting the stacks. I want you guys to enjoy real life. Thanks, arsehole. I just got stabbed. (laughs) People have to look to crime for something to do. Awesome. Um, Which subplot would make an awesome spin-off movie? I quite liked the Ginger Girl and Nick Bed that were furiously trying to work out how Parsifal and all those other guys, like what they were doing and stuff. They were feeding the main guys the information. I reckon we could have got a quite little sort of funny almost Silicon Valley-esque comedy about those guys and that team. Okay, so mine's not really a spin-off. I just want to see the sequel. I want to know what happens. I want to see if it turns into riots um, due to having Tuesdays and Thursdays off or what happens to the characters and where the Oasis goes. And I want it to slow down so I can see what's going on. You want a movie that you already find too long to slow down? Yeah, but slow down and be shorter. (laughs) Stacey wants a short of, hey, this is what we're up to now. Hi, Stacey. Catch you later. Bye. Yeah, it could just be a trailer, actually. (laughs) Fair enough. It it would be cool to see some more of uh, these different planets in the Oasis. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, My subplot would be a gritty documentary about the real-life struggles of players that have been zeroed out in the Oasis. That is harsh. Start with the shittiest car. 
potato sacks for clothes, <laughs> all that kind of thing. Good. Well, actually, that's like me every time I play a video game ever in my life. Yeah, we, we've tried. <laughs> Continue. So I know we've what tried. it's like. We've Stupid. tried to play. <laughs> so what top 10 list would this movie be in? It'll be in the top 10 films that you forgot Spielberg made. Really? I don't think it'll be in... 50 to 100 years' time, when we look back on film history and all the great films that Steven Spielberg made, this will be like a a trivia question on Jeopardy, like what 2018 adaptation of an Ernest Cline novel was directed by Steven Spielberg. It'll just be, it'll become a footnote. Uh, My list would be the top 10 Steven Spielberg movies that were big on concept but missing on execution. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, Carrie knows what I'm talking about. I'm just keeping it real simple here. (laughs) Top 10 movies called Ready Player One? No. I'm going with uh, video game movies that I would watch again. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking you might struggle to get a top 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Yeah. Top 10 movies that feature video games oh, yeah, that, that I would sense. watch yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How would this movie end half an hour earlier? He just needed to press the red button, which turns off the Oasis. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if we're thinking of what act of common sense would have ended this film earlier, where the fuck were the police? Yeah. They can record everything. They've got some guy threatening a kid that is going to fucking murder him and all this other shit. And clearly the police have that information when they show up at the end. Where the hell have they been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the hell have they been up to? Yeah, well, it's like, you know... A social commentary much. Oh, the whole stack of trailers has just gone down in the stacks. People saw drones in the vicinity. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Who cares? Maybe they're just way under-resourced is the answer (laughs) to your question. Hey, hey, we've got this head of a massive organization threatening kids. He's going to kill them and he's blown up buildings and we've we've worked it all out. They've got a video recording of it. Oh, fuck. What are you up to, Larry? Do you want to go take care of that? Nah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going on my lunch break. Oh, okay. Sweet as bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, this this, this organization also smashed this factory building and killed all these people and arrested all of them. And then these kids escaped for a fucking truck and everything. Nah, it's fine. Don't worry about this. So the police probably are just sitting in a stack themselves going, fuck, what's going on here? <laughs> they're all With some binoculars the looking out the window. <laughs> they're all, yeah, the they're all in the oasis. In the police academy world. Eh? Just <laughs> yeah. like, I, I'm incredibly talented compared to the rest of these people. This is my, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is my dream. They just wail on everybody in the oasis. Um this movie could have ended earlier if there was way less scenes of sixes falling through the ice playing adventure. That just seemed to go on <laughs> and on. Yes. The car chase at the end kind of dragged on as well. Yeah. With the dude trying to stick his keys into the wall. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it like some kind of allegory for your love life or what's yeah, going on yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, for my first question... What would your dream oasis planet look like? I'd just love to be stranded on a tropical paradise where there's no pollution and (laughs) no sea creatures that can hurt you. So you can go swimming and enjoy yourself and drink cocktails. (laughs) No crustaceans. Yeah. Unlike Stacey, who loves the heat and loves the beach, I love the cold. So I'd love to walk up to a chairlift, goes up the side of this beautiful snow-covered mountain. Halfway up, you give some lady your order. Another quarter is the KFC waiting for you. (laughs) Snowboard off at the end. And there's all the Marvel characters. And they're all like, hey, 
do you want to go snowboarding, Sam? I'm like, yes, <laughs> that would be amazing, Marvel characters. And then the Star Wars characters show up and Han Solo's, hey, do you want to go for a ride on my Falcon? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then he takes me up to the top of the mountain and I drop out of the Falcon and snowboard down with a bucket of KFC in one hand. Uh, it does sound pretty epic. Uh so in this movie, uh, Parzival slash Wade tells Artemis his real name, mainly because he thinks Artemis is pretty hot in the Oasis. Under what circumstances would you tell a hot male slash female <laughs> avatar your real name? Well, we've already discussed my video game prowess. And so I... So you do it by mistake. <laughs> yeah, I'd do the same base. as Wade. I'd be like, oh, I like you. <laughs> Let's meet up in real life. This is my name. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, for me, the way I'd give out my real name and my address and my phone number is if I discovered people breaking into my house that were planning to kill me. I'd be like, call the fucking police. I need some help right now. I'm about to be fucking murdered. Virtual house or real house? Real house. Real house. <laughs> so if it was, <laughs> no, if it was the real house. <laughs> um, how would you incorporate Danny DeVito into this movie? Oh. Look, there's a ton of avatars in this movie. He would be in the ping. He'd be in there as an avatar of the penguin. I think that we could have switched out Simon Pegg and had Danny DeVito play Ogden Morrow. He does look like a computer nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, over to your questions. What was the stupidest decision a character in this film made? Hands down, has to be Parzival mentioning his real name to Artemis. Yeah. Man, yeah. everything just went south for him pretty quickly after that. That's true. Mm, Almost absolutely. got blown up. I'm going to say the stupidest stupidest decision that was not hiding or at least trying to disguise their truck when they were trying to get away from IOI. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. Yes, you did. It was like you could see them from the street. They haven't even chucked a blanket over their van or anything. Yeah. yeah. And they know what those drones are capable of. Absolutely. That's a really good yeah. answer, Stacey. Again, mm -hmm. life and death situations, you know. Yeah. Be a bit more proactive on your security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay, so question number two kind of similar to our question before about what your dream planet would look like but within the oasis what planet would you spend most of your time on didn't really go into a lot of what the other oasis planets were so just kind of having a bit of a brainstorm so definitely wouldn't be westeros <laughs> i think everybody just Good. gets shat on there uh, so i'm thinking something challenging like trying to survive the titanic or winning the battle of hoth for the rebel alliance oh god that would be so sick <laughs> What is that, Kahu? <laughs> what? What is that? What is that? I apologise, listeners. I apologise. Well, Stacey's currently experiencing more technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, so in a nutshell, Star Wars 2 opens oh, on the Star ice planet. Back, the snow planet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just making up my own planet too. Broad City. Yeah. So you're hanging out with Abby and Elena? Yeah. What, uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's called Broad City. It's a HBO comedy. Your wife would love um, it. It's, it's really okay. out there, real funny. So it's not it's not about a city filled with broads. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just two chicks rolling around New York completely ridiculously, having fun every day. Getting up to wacky hijinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that moves us on to my final question. What was your favourite pop culture reference in this movie? So I'm going with something a bit different. So I loved it, and I totally identified with H when he was running around in The Shining saying, I haven't seen The Shining. <laughs> I'm like, hashtag me too. That is my me too. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen any of this shit. Denise from Master of Nana, <laughs> and she's just, 
I don't like horror movies. <laughs> I don't like horror movies either. Yeah. Probably the best part of the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, the DeLorean, everybody dreams of one day firing up the flux capacitor. Yeah. Slapping down the, the high-rise doors <laughs> on the DeLorean and heading back to the future. That or it's fucking Chucky. Oh, that was... <laughs> I'm glad you said it, Kahu, because that was going to be my one. Just yeah. the sheer insanity. It's fucking Chucky! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stace, your set of three questions. Do you think that humans will really give up on trying to solve the big problems and just ignore them in the next 20 years? So 2045 or 25 years. This is going to be me turning into a planning nerd here, but it depends on how you mean by solve them. Because there's uh, mitigate, adapt, <laughs> and retreat. This is, this is what we look at when we look at natural hazards, Stacey. Oh, Do right. you mitigate something like sea level rise, for instance? Do you mitigate it? Do you build a wall to coincide with that mm-hmm. sea level? Do you adapt so you build the floors of houses higher so it forms mm-hmm. around it? Or do you retreat? Do you get the hell out of there? I would have stayed home if I was going to listen to the planning quarterly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm talking about a void. Uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of problems that we're just going to go, right, it's, it's too expensive, it's too cost-effective, we're just going to fucking give up. On, on that same line of thinking, philosophical rant alert, I think a large <laughs> oh God, part of the up. population has already given up on solving the big problems. There's too much specialisation and derision if you comment on something outside your supposed area of expertise. <laughs> this leads to a stagnation of ideas and inertia of change. Whoa! I dare to repeat that without looking at your phone camera. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, okay, so you do think people are going to give up? Yeah, I think I think much like living in the stacks, people, a lot of people just go like, this is just too hard. People have already given I up. I can't be asked. I'll keep maxing out the mortgage and yeah. pay it off, still not pay it off when I'm retired. Yeah, yeah, all that type of thing. about debt. I'll, I'll just die and it all goes away and it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so what quote from this movie definitely would not work as a pickup line? We're going to be going backwards really fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be fun. You don't know. <laughs> Depending on what you mean. Could be, I guess. (laughs) I think um, if I rolled up to a girl, took a seat beside her at a bar, looked at her and said, hey, my name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego, like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid. My mum too. And I ended up here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like way too much baggage. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I think I'm a superhero, but by the way, my parents are dead. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but aren't all, most superheroes, they don't have parents, eh? That is par for the course. Hmm. Mm. Okay, good answers, guys. I'd love to know what your avatar would look like in the Oasis. I love sitting around doing nothing, and I'm also bored. So that's why I'm going for Professor X from the X-Men. Nice, nice. <laughs> In the wheelchair. Yeah, you got it. Sitting around. Rolling around. <laughs> it's a bit of a tough one because you don't want to be that kind of avatar that's just a bit of a tryhard by, you know, being Batman or whatever. So you're uh, going with Justin Bieber? <clears throat> no, no. Well, you're, you're kind of close, but... Taylor Swift? Michael Flatley. <laughs> what? Lord of the Dance. Never underestimate the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? 
You, you can pick anyone in the universe. You've gone from the Lord of the Dance guy. He's distracting, you know. You, you get people super yeah. distracted and then you take their shit. As hips do hypnotise. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he like a marionette doll? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Stace? What would you go as? Would you be the Moira McTaggart to my Professor X? No. That sounds creepy. Moira is his... <laughs> Wasn't Moira on Shortland Street? No. <laughs> Not that one. Moira, Moira McTaggart is played by Rose Byrne in the movies, but she's uh, a red-headed Scottish woman that's in love with Professor X. I'm no. just sadly, longingly looking over oh, at you going, Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> she always caves, listeners. I was thinking I more want to be like Ghost in the Shell. It's funny because we podcast that movie and I don't remember anything <laughs> yeah. of it. Well, we missed the start and you fell asleep at the end. So. Oh, yeah. We went to the wrong movie. <laughs> Good times, good time. Uh, And our last question is a fan question. Yes, so this is the question that we put out there over Twitter and got our other listeners to answer. So we do have some answers to this that we'll give after our own personal answers. Yeah, so the question is, what vehicle from film or TV would be your dream ride? There's two, actually, in my favourite movie from my childhood, which is The Wizard of Oz. One is Glinda the Good Witch comes down in a bubble, and two is Dorothy's sapphire shoes. Mm, I guess that counts. Mm, cool. They take you somewhere. That's isn't that the definition of a vehicle? Yeah, 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 yeah. By that definition, you could then go tornado, and I mean that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Arriving by tornado. Yes. <laughs> You're an actual natural disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, my one's pretty obvious. It's the Millennium Falcon. Oh, you did go for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that. it's too easy not to not to go of that. I would love to drive around in the Millennium Falcon. That'd be cool. If I was picking a car, probably Vin Diesel's Dodge 1970 Charger from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, I do love me some old school American muscle. On the automobile theme, I'm going with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> yes, I can fly. It's a flying car. Yeah. And I mean, Chitty Bang Bang looks pretty kind of unthreatening. So, you yeah, know, so again, element of surprise. Yeah, flies under the radar. Plus, kids love it. What are you trying to say, sir? We love you, Chitty <laughs> Chitty Bang. Well, you've got a couple of kids, they'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in my Chitty Bang Bang, children. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. So we threw it out there to see what you guys think. And we're going to go, first off, big thanks to Liz Ebree. She was the first to get back to us. You win the prize this week. She would like to have the alien ship from Independence Day. As she says here, actually seems like the easiest thing to fly ever. And it even goes into outer space. Is that the one where Jeff Goldblum and and Will Smith Smith fly into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're able to get an uh, Apple Mac computer from the 90s to interact with the computer mainframe from an alien spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Compatible with everything. I thought, like, nothing is compatible with Apple. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's hilarious. It's like they're able to sync and it's just like, that's not possible. Over to Twitter. We got a few answers on here. Uh, First up, we watch The Thing. They would like to have Kit from Knight Rider. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty kick ass. As I said, that's a cool ride. And I agree. That's a pretty good choice. Uh, Tara, uh, hey again to you. She said she would like the Camaro off Better Off Dead. Mentioned that her mum had a 68 RS that should have been hers to pimp out. So she has an emotional attachment to the Camaros. And then she's also tagged in uh, the guys from Retro Cinema who both agreed that that car kicks ass. I don't blame her, man. That would be a bloody awesome car. And I'd be gutted if, if mum and 
got rid of it before I'd got my chance to get my hands mm. on it. But um, Flix X-Ray, they came in and threw in that they would really like the Interceptor from Mad Max. Interceptor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mad yeah. Mad Max's car. Yeah. Uh, yep. Awesome choice. Nerdstop agreed. They said the Interceptor from Mad Max would be awesome. But then they said that they'd much rather have Baby from Supernatural. Now, I haven't seen that TV show, but he's managed to tag a photo of, or he's tagged a GIF into his comment. And it's an Impala. And oh my God, do I love Impalas. Oh, okay. Mean. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, we're going to move on to our more obscure and quite surprising choices. Uh, first up, Zeke Dalfour told us that he, he thinks it would be really cool to ride Big Bird. <laughs> he would like to ride Big Bird that into does. a wrestling ring. As he says here, he could just walk you in and step over the top rope. Pretty intimidating. Plus, there's the threat of bird flu and salmonella. He said, of course, I would wear a face mask and gloves, and he would be tightly muzzled. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of reckon you want to get a few sort of initial pecks in there so you don't, wouldn't have him muzzled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was more of a snuffleupagus type of guy, but I see the appeal of Big Bird. <laughs> and finally, the Dial M for Movie podcast basically said that they want that board that Rose floated onto safety <laughs> Jack missed out on. Yeah. I love that. Possibly the safest ride out of all of them. Although, definitely not the Titanic. No, oh, fuck no, definitely not the Titanic. Maybe the iceberg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, slightly safer. Yeah. So that's the end of our fan answers. Now, moving on to the trivia round, I'm going to take over here for you guys. Kahu, you're the current reigning intermittent champ. Stacey, we actually did one that's going to be re- released after this podcast comes out in which Stacey beat somebody in a trivia round. Yes. For a first Ooh. time for anything. It was quite surprising. So, guys, listen out for that one. I'm not going to tell you which podcast it was. but Which one did I win on? Was that Baywatch? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can be really proud of that. That's right. I won the, on the <laughs> Katy Perry question was the decider. Yes, the Katy Perry. <laughs> you won the intermittent bout. Oh. I've got the eye of the tiger. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to ask you five questions. As always, we're going to mix up the rules and not do it like the last time we did it because, hey, fuck continuity. Five questions, hand up if you know the answer. First one to get right wins the point. Who wrote the book that this movie is based on? Klein. Ernest Klein? Ah, I'm going to have to give it to Stacey. She got the answer. Oh, damn it. No, it was like a joint answer. I think it's one all. Okay, I'll give you guys one. one What was his first name? Ernest Klein. Oh, it was Ernest Klein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Stacey would have got there. If- <laughs> okay. In an interview, Steven Spielberg said that this was his third most difficult movie he has ever made in his career. Oh, yeah. Behind what two films? Hand up when you think you know. Stacey. Titanic and Jaws. Didn't never make Titanic. Oh, fuck. That was James Cameron. E.T. and Saving Private Ryan. Wrong. Okay, Stacey, you can each get one final guess at it. I don't know any other Steven Spielberg movies. Chandler's List? Do you guys give up? Yes. It was Jaws and Saving Private Ryan. I said Jaws. I think we should get half a point each. Half a point each. Okay, what does that put you on to? We're probably on one each, I think. (laughs) One each after five questions. (laughs) That's whatever it is. Here we go. What number film is this in Steven Spielberg's filmography? As any role or just as a director? As, as As a director, as his film. Hmm. Like, is it a second or a hundredth or what is this? I'm going to go 42. Oh, I was going to say 44th. 
Well, Stacey, you're the closest. It's his 33rd film. Mm. Yes. Well played. Well played. So what does that take us to? Of I think Oscar. it's 2-1. Yeah, and I think that's question three, wasn't it? What city is this film set in? Columbus, Ohio. Correct. Woo! So that takes us down <sighs> to the final question. They're both on two apiece. Steven Spielberg didn't want to run this in competition with another film, which it was originally scheduled to be released close to, so he delayed it. And what film was that? Stacey. Black Panther. Tomb Raider. We're going to have to go to the bonus round. <laughs> it was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, oh, that long ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, okay. At the end, one of the characters turns into a giant robot for exactly one minute to fight Godzilla. What is the name of that robot? Iron Giant? No. No, oh no, it's Gundam. Oh. It's Gundam, yeah. yes. <laughs> Who's that? He was the giant. He was the guy that Daito turned into. Yeah. Who's Daito? Daito. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Daito and Show were the two characters that oh. yeah, Daito and Show. kind of just turned up and had no character development yeah. whatsoever. Cool, so that's the end of our trivia round. Congratulations, Kahu. You were reigning the, champion. Some whatever yes. about. Times two. Yep. Rainy. Can't wait for the day we have our proper showdown. <laughs> <laughs> when will that be? Solo, Deadpool, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that takes us to the end of our podcast and my first podcast as host. Any closing comments, Stacey? As you can probably tell, I don't know anything about video games, but I still liked this movie if it was shorter, so maybe just watch it on DVD. <laughs> I wasn't here for the other one, but we are adding something new to this. Has your score changed as a result of this discussion? No. Yeah, it hasn't changed for me either. And what was your score at the start? Uh, I think it was 6,700. <laughs> Wrong, it was 6,600. Oh, what it was, was two. <laughs> so it has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Disproven. I think mine was 7,420 or something like that. I think mine was 7,197. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Something it's close like to a two. Uh, no final thoughts from me. I'll just do our usual finish off. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, big thanks to Kahu for hosting one. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Kahu. See my friend on the bus. It's been me hosting every single one we've done so far, so it's been nice to have you guys host them. Stacey, you did an amazing job on Shape of Water, and uh, another one coming out soon as well, which might predate this one. Uh, was Emma, and she did an amazing job hosting us for the Grand Budapest. But Kahu, you've also done a great job. Cheers, man. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. As far as listeners, we are obviously going to do some films coming up that you can pretty much guess. Uh, Solo just got thrown out there. Definitely doing that one. Definitely doing Deadpool. Definitely doing Avengers Infinity War. Also, our edition of our podcast coming out soon, where it's just the girls. They are going to do the new Amy Schumer movie coming out soon. I feel pretty, in which she gets... Uh, traumatic head injury and just stops caring what other people think of her. She's just convinced that she's gorgeous. And starts believing in herself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like a spin-off of Shallow Hell. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah the girl's going to be doing that. Um, but, yeah, find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. Find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Anyway, yeah, that's all I've got. Guess that leaves me with the closing comments. So, listeners, unlike Ready Player One and the Oasis, please listen to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the real world. Catch you all next time. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, she looks like she'd get plastered on a Saturday night. 
post it on a password. Password on a post. It was funny, eh? Like, I filled in my form and I just got sent to bride. I don't know what to <laughs> Wrong do. Wrong mail order form. <laughs> so what about pixels? Oh, fuck, kill me. <laughs> my two movies. Oh, you're still here. No, I'm Sorry. still here. Yes. <laughs> I can't decide. I've got a few I'm tossing up between. What, from those ones that you Googled just before we did this podcast? Yeah. What's that character? Um... <laughs> she's got a, dear listen, she's got a character list in front of her. 